0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social
1: Podcast Network. Alright, the Reds, it's the Anfield Rap in association with the Athletic, and I've got Mike Kearney, Paul Sr. and Andy Heaton with me, Gareth Roberts, to talk about the Reds winning 3-2 against West Ham United last night at Anfield. Um I'm gonna start by just mentioning some commentary. So I was at the match, but I've watched the highlights and I've seen Martin Tyler and I've seen how made up he was. By West Ham going ahead and you know pulling out his big lines for West Ham being ahead. Well, sorry, Martin, we went on to win, mate. And I prefer some other commentary that I saw this morning from Peter Drury, who's brilliant, by the way. And he said he describes when Sadio Mane scores: sheer force of will, bloody-minded red desire. That's the stuff that we want to hear. That's the stuff that we want to hear when we listen to commentary. You know what I mean, Martin? Any chance, lads? Uh, but Liverpool are record-breaking Reds and they've they've broke yet more records. You probably know by now, but they bear, they're worth repeating. Uh, Liverpool have won their past 21 home Premier League games, equaling the English top-right record for consecutive home wins set by the Reds themselves between January and December 1972 under Bill Shankly. We've obviously equaled Man City's record in terms of consecutive wins there as well. We've now got as many points, 79, as Man United's treble-winning team in 98-99. So, you know, they're shit. Um, And we've won as many games in the league, 26, as Arsenal's Invincibles in 2003-04, which I really enjoyed pointing out to Sam in the office this morning. Um, But, Paul, this was a weird game, wasn't it, really? It didn't go to script, did it? I mean, I think you have, like, an internal monologue, or I certainly do, where you're like, okay... It's West Ham. It's David Moyes. David Moyes always shits the bed at Anfield. We beat West Ham the other week. We're brilliant. We're breaking all these records. This is going to be a piece of piss, and then it didn't quite turn out like that.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't what I expected in terms of going the game. I think even even looking at the highlights back yesterday, Martin um, Neville was saying all he wanted to see from West Ham was someone to give us a game, and I think they more than gave us a game, but <clears throat> it didn't disappoint me. But it, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Liverpool at their at their at their best last night. It was it was more. I, th- I think I think Moyes, in fairness, to might identify their weakness in Liverpool in terms of like from set pieces trying to attack the front post. Um, and he got some joy with it. It's it's something that we've seen sort of creep in since um, since we've come back from this winter break. Um, but yeah, I, I expected a walk in the park for Liverpool last night because what I seen at West Ham when I went to the away game, which was only a few weeks ago was a team with no heart, no fight, no desire, not working for the manager, a, a fan base that is obviously hugely disgruntled and probably rightly so. Um, and last night i seen the opposite. So if it. was a West Ham fan, I'd be taking, I'd be taking some positives of it because I was seeing some of their, their quotes about the Manchester United game and saying, like, we, we've gone to Old Trafford just with nothing. Mm. And I think they went to Anfield with something. That being said, <laughs> Liverpool in in The way we've been in 2019 20, just find a way to win. Find you know, patient, I think, would would be something I would say say about Liverpool last night. They were they they had tons of patience in terms of they didn't rush it, they weren't taking pot shots, they found a way to win. Oxlade Chamberlain comes off the bench and puts some drive into midfield that we needed, and we get the result we need again,
1: absolutely. Um, and Mike, you know, 16th time aside managed by David Moyes, hasn't managed a victory at Anfield. He's lost nine and drawn seven. But Paul's right, isn't he? In that, you know, we expected something from West Ham, even if you'd watch, if you watch West Ham against Man City, fuck all from them, really, if we're all being honest. Um, When we played them away, again, they looked like a team that were beaten, that were in the relegation zone. And yet they turned up at Anfield last night and almost played it like a cup final. Like It it reminds me a little bit of when we went to Newcastle and you were like, you know, Newcastle have nothing to play for particularly. And yet they gave Everton and you're getting stuck in and you were like, what have we done to you? I remember Klopp talking about it saying like, it, you know, people talk about tough games in the Premier League. And, you know, you'll pull out like the big names and the and the clubs at the top of the league. And yet all of a sudden, something will come up like this. Like, where's that West Ham performance come from? And yet Paul's right, you know, we react to it though. We still find a way. Trent, I think, is obviously. I was quite nearly central. right. I did say Man United, not Man City. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but Trent's central to it. And and, and you know, we just we, we do find a way, but it's proof as well, isn't it? I think that all this nonsense about, you know, oh it's it it you know, it's a poor league this season and things like that. You know, teams can pull performances out the yeah. bag. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if
0: Watford did the same at the weekend. West Ham was mad because they, they, they had us and City back to back and they sort of treated us more of a free hit than what they did City even though they were they were both away weren't they? It was at the Etihad um, and, and they sort of lost to a, a, a Man City team who who can be got at this season literally of <coughs> teams have done it. Um, they, they lost 2-0 and like one was a bit of a scrappy goal another one was like a good finish from De Bruyne and they probably walked out of that thinking you know what next week at Anfield we just give it a go we might as well lose as they did three or, two or, or any other scoreline, having a go, a little bit of a go, and, and inserting themselves in the game a bit more than what they did against City, than just losing two 0 again, keeping the keeping the goal difference down. I think the, the the best thing that I took from last night is, and you've seen it for months now, under this this Liverpool side, Klopp is the mentality monsters. He's big on that, and it's not just a, a cheesy phrase. It's 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 with it, it's it, like uh, ingrained in this team where they've probably got an agreement between all of them, including the squad players. Look, we we won't give excuses any any chance of, that's what we can hang our hat on, that's the excuse, the referee, bounce of the ball, you know, the team's getting more decisions than us, teams having, a, like as I said before, the bounce the ball, the run the ball more than us. <clears> West Ham seemed to be getting the 50-50s and the bounces last night, and then at some point you just think, right, well, we they're fine, you can have them excuses, or you can just dig deep, give it your best, you know, we're on this mad run now. They said 21 home games in Anfield, consecutive wins, 18 in the league this season, consecutively won. That's why we are where we are. We've, we've won a lot. I think I seen a stat last night, of 13 or 14 games by one goal. It's no, it's no coincidence that we will we will absolutely dominate games and see them out 1-0 if we have to, 2-1 if we have to, or we'll scrap and scrap and scrap like we did last night. And even though it was a scrappy game, at one all, we still have a few chances. You know, Firmino has a chance, puts it over the bar. Van Dyke like, hits the bar. Sen mm. should probably score, when he puts it wide. He does. He get does well to get there, and just puts it wide. And then second half starts. One all still. Firmino has a chance just after the break. But then when they go two one up, there's no there's no sign of quit. There's no sign of rolling over, and oh, we'll just accept this and you no know, um let's be sorry for ourselves when we might have seen that in the past from Liverpool mm. sides the whole decade. You know, you can point back to even before the the early two thousands and stuff. There's there's definite occasions where you'd say, oh, it's just two one today. or oh, we'll take a two all at two one yesterday. There was no point. I thought David Moyes is going <clears beat us>. to <throat> beat us. This this West Ham team is going to beat us. I thought we'd get back. and um, the fact that we did and we left it with half an hour to go, you could on you could sense in the grounds because the crowd proper switch on at two one, and then that was like right. Well, we <clears throat> it's it's being this now we've got half an hour we've got 15 points to win we've got half an hour left in this game to influence the players and the players thought right that's it we'll just go and if if we do get beat or we do draw because chances are we will at some point this season because it's the law of averages isn't it people have been thinking last night oh get in they've lost or they've drawn and absolutely none of it the players just got their heads down battled through deserve to win in my opinion
1: yeah, they did, they did deserve it in the end, didn't they, Andy? And, you know, all the stats point to that as well. You know, obviously 70% near enough off the ball, 25 shots, 16 corners. There was a there was a little bit of it where I thought it felt like throwback Liverpool, like Mike's hinting at, you know, sort of days where you've watched games and, like, you know, you, you could say, I mean, their goalkeeper obviously throws two in, which isn't great. Alisson probably looked at himself on, on one of their goals. <laughs> their, their other goal, by the way, I thought was a, was a good goal and a good move and a good finish, um, but the, the I seen it seen a tweet there from Van Dyke, and he says, "Take nothing for granted." Now I might be reading something into that, but I thought in the ground and coupled with that tweet, there was a bit of fucking moaning to be honest, yeah. and there was a bit of the sort of like reverting to like the old crowd. And I thought, what are you up to here? Like you know, I read out at the top, all all the things that we've done so well this season. We're finally going to end this that drought of three decades waiting for this league title. And there's there's our lasses in the ground last night having a pop. And Mike's right, they woke up at two one, and they and they did the business then. But I, for me, it was a little bit disappointing in the lead up to that.
3: It's a little bit weird. I think we're in uncharted territory. I think it's fair to say. Um, and I think it, it comes off the back of the athletic Madrid results as well, where you know your natural your natural response. You would think against a David Moyes any David Moyes team would just go out and bladder them, and that was I think that was the expectation. And when that didn't happen early doors. You know, it it did creep in a little bit, and it it, it was I I sensed that on the cop. I don't know where he was sat last night, but yeah, I, cup, yeah. I I had that on the cop, and you'd always have. I mean, I, I, I can only presume it was a a bit professional football manager behind because he knew everything. He was like literally just every pass, every every everything that went wrong, everything went, went went missing, or everything that wasn't quite there. You know, he was balling at them as if they weren't trying, like they were somehow doing it deliberately. Mm. And I know it's one of Klopp's bugbears, but it was windy as fuck yesterday yeah, it as was. well. Um, and that does affect the game but I mean as you said you look at the stats and not he better at all and I know it's on a topic because the the, the boxing this week but it was like a box match in so much as the they scored a goal one goal that Alisson should have done better with and scored another good goal and it was almost like two good punches in a a, a match that had been dominated by
1: And Antonio looks like a boxer
3: Well (laughs) I mean but Liverpool for the dragged themselves off the canvas and, the, and they showed the class in the ends in it well, the most encouraging thing for me when it went 2-1 to, to West Ham is just the the relentlessness and I know we keep coming back to this word the relentlessness and you know we weren't trying the pot shots we were patient but we were banging the door down and with every moment and I know it's a cliche to say oh a goal's coming a goal's coming We could sense that and it's the effect that has on the opposition to go back to the boxing analogy it's like you've got someone in the corner and it might not be the best thing that throws them down it's just the constant banging and knocking the wind out of the sails and knocking the stuffing out of I think that's what Liverpool did. And, all right, fair enough, you could say we got maybe a touch lucky with the break of the ball for Mane's third, for, for the winner. But I'm absolutely convinced that had we not scored that, we would have scored another one. Anyway. He's
0: chasing that in though, isn't he? Yeah. Tense there for the break of the ball.
3: Yeah, but it's it's, it's a character to respond. To. The, the, the one thing this Liverpool side does not do is feel sorry for itself. And I think that's the major... You, you, were, you mentioned before that it, it was kind of hark back to previous years. But previous years we would have felt sorry for yeah, ourselves and gone. Previous going.
1: years it would have been a draw. Yeah, it would have been would have a draw, beat, yeah. uh, and,
3: and it would have been the attitude that even if we're in this position, oh well, yeah, we can afford to throw this one in. But the the, the mentality of this team—we're twenty-two points clear. We could have lost that game; still been nineteen points clear. But we're not
2: having it. Yeah, uh, wanna, We're not having it. You find you find new things, don't you, watching this little team? Because you, you, you win, you you quickly become accustomed to winning every week, and that that that's a, that's a strange thing to say because I've had twenty. 12, 25, 30 years of it not being that case, but this season you go, okay, we win, yeah, we will win. But you start taking new things from it, and the thing I take from sort of last night is sort of how Liverpool are now self policing themselves. I think it's it must be a joy as as a coach at the level of clock where he doesn't have to scream and shout on the touchline, and he's not as animated as he used to be because the 11 lads on the pitch, or at least the majority of them, are, are managing their own expectations of each other. Um, so if some if if a standard drops somewhere. There's there's ten other lads jumping on you. If if it's you, you you get an eyeball by one of your teammates, and I felt there was a I thought that was what I would take away from last night. As although Liverpool went behind and things things weren't as as great or as fluid as they have been for the previous months in the season, I, I felt like there was a period in the game where Liverpool almost had a word with themselves or with each other. I went, this, this is not our standards. The, the cop didn't have to tell them that, even though there was there was a number of people in the ground not letting Liverpool's standards slip. I just I thought the thing I would take away from that last night is just that the players are like, this isn't good enough, we need to sort this. And as soon as they got that second goal, you just knew they were going to get the third.
3: Maybe, maybe and I, I, I've thought this from, maybe we're too close to appreciate just how good this Liverpool side is. Mm-hmm. Let's just put this into context. We went an entire season last year with only one league defeat. One league defeat we just won at 18 on the spin. We'd won 17. This is off the back of winning 17 on the spin and dropping two points at Old Trafford.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: That's incredible. That is not a normal football side. And we're European
1: champions and world champions.
3: European (laughs) champions, world champions. And this isn't just a a flash in the pan. We've done this last season. We've pretty much done this and lost one league game in an entire season. We've done 17 on the spin, dropped two points at all tough, and then we've done 18 on the spin. This is a special, special football team. And I think you're like, maybe we just need to wake up and realise just how fucking good we
2: are. I think that is, that is it, though. You, you nailed it. I mean, you said you're too close to it. it it's, when you, it's when you watch your historical competitors. So I watched Ev, ever Well, look and how Barcelona are. were well, Barcelona were loaded City, when they won 18 a couple of years ago. They weren't, they weren't pulling runs and records off. City, City, City had a good old go. But I mean, this is... To keep pace with them where they've gone... Hundred and ninety, and then ninety-eight points, and then we get ninety-seven, but also win the Champions League. To then come into the season, as you say, and, and then go completely unbeaten, only dropping two points. It, it it's it's unprecedented. No one, I don't think anyone knows how to react to it because it's never been done before. Mm. It it's it's wild. But I, I don't I don't want us to take it for granted because these are the best days of our football and Absolutely. lives, for sure. But I, I do I do I do appreciate that I, with our crowd, I think it once you're seeing this for what is now a long period of time when we drop off a bit it doesn't matter whether you're eighth and you drop off a bit you still notice a drop so I still think people were almost right to have a bit of a go at Liverpool last night because they were playing within themselves a bit imagine what happens when we start playing well well this is it I was saying last night about us um, you know when we don't blow teams away and, and Mike's obviously referenced that there's so many tight wins by, by one goal or whatnot this this Liverpool team has got another gear. I've seen you've seen mm. it before, especially in an attacking sense. Where I don't I don't think we've looked at our attacking best for probably two seasons, but we're more consistent. So it's give and take, isn't it? Mm. But you you know we could we can really up a gear. the year where we were where we had Maribor in the group and we were putting sevens past them and stuff and four past City. We, we don't really do that anymore, and then there's more of a more of a unit that's. That's organised, and so don't get me wrong, I much prefer the results of this team. But Liverpool have, have got another gear, and I think that that's the thing where people are going, Well, how can we even better this next season? Well, the last or time we become...
1: didn't score is is Everton, yeah, nil nil at Everton is the last time we're not scoring. That's I think, it, that's my entertainment. Is that might
2: come back a bit more with yeah. Liverpool, so the foundations are being laid now for even greater things, and that's mad to think about. But I think just in terms of the aesthetic, that's the only thing you could maybe nitpick at now and go we used to we used to look a little bit better going forward or we were quicker more more intense but did you not see that did you not see that gear though in the la- in the like la- when we were chasing the game last night I, oh, think yeah. this, I, still I, I still think that they're still capable that's, of it. But that's when they're willing to make a sacrifice at the back, and that's sort of what I'm driving. At. But now it's, they've got We are the perfect unit, and you can rely on him. And he's, he he makes a save last night as well, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Which you know, you, again, you start taking them things for granted. Not many goalkeepers are doing stuff like no, he's it's doing. doing. It. It's, it's wild. You can yeah. point
0: to the Leicester game, can't you? Leicester four nil. Boxing mm-hmm. Day. We're, we're, it's absolutely needed. This needs to be a, a dominant display, and it was. Yeah. And then the four 0 after the second half in, against Southampton. Good team. You know, had a good had a good goalers in the first half, and we just rolled out into the four 0 like it could have been just the easiest thing in the world. So we we, still, we definitely possess it. So it's um it's just it's just dead positive that we can still do that, and I'll, we'd like to see it every week wouldn't we? But then we probably get nitpicking and saying why isn't a five? Well, or I, the
1: six? I was going to say to you, Mike. I, th- I think w- w- when we're talking about the steeliness and the drive, and that, that 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 is what we're talking about rather than sort of you know champagne football at times that steeliness and the drive again last night comes from the fullbacks. So both of them, you know, Trent sets, sets up two goals. He sets up an offside goal, which would have been a brilliant goal if it had it been allowed, but it wasn't, it was chalked off and rightly so and all the rest of it. Robertson setting up the other one as well, but Trent in particular, 21 years old and and, and he's dominating football matches in the Premier League on, on his own. And and, and again, it's it, it's almost a being too close to it to appreciate what you've got right in front of you. So, It's 12 assists in the Premier League now this season for for Trent. Second only to De Bruyne, who's got 16. Since the start of last season, he's got 24 assists, which is six more than De Bruyne. And Andy Robertson, who are in joint second. And then also, when you think about sort of players that are reaching this level at this age. So this is... I've nicked this from Henry Winter in The Times. I, uh, Henry, you obviously listen. Um, But... For only Fabregas, 20 years twenty years old and 134 days. Wayne Rooney, 21 years and 63 days. I've reached 25 Premier League assists at a younger age than Alexander-Arnold. Now, that is absolutely wild when you think about what their positions are, what his position is, and to achieve this level over and over again. And what I love about him, and, and he was doing it last night, and it's ba- it, 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 it's backed up by the stats, a lot of things don't come off. And that's fine, though. Do you know what I mean? Because I think we live in this sort of stat-driven age. And I remember Gerard talking about this once, where the players all know this. They know we talk about it. They know analysts talk about it. They know it's slapped all over the television and all over newspapers. And some players, not saying any of ours right now, but some players in the past, some players in other teams, will play safe knowing that their every stat is assessed. Stat pattern, basically. Yeah, Yeah. whereas Trent knows... Chen's not asked, Chen's like, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep whipping balls in. I know that if we keep, keep putting that quality in those areas, we'll score a goal. And that in itself is is a confidence and a brilliance, which we should be appreciating probably more.
0: On the back of the Atletico game as well, where he's criticised for not maybe being at his best, his balls into the box, went the best against Atletico, but you know, he, he kept trying and trying and trying, never came off from that night, he does it again last night, comes off for him. It it it's it's staggering. Like he's he's, he's already in match. He said he's got twenty four assists. So that means he's got twelve last season. He's already got twelve this season with eleven games to go. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Like there's a lot of a lot of talk about um m- like moving him and that. I think he's twenty one. I think Klopp is never going to move him from where he is at the moment. While Klopp's really he'll always be where he is at right back. Just because the system we've got now dictates Robertson on the left, sense on the right, and the young enough to be able to do five, ten years easily before you can like bother about like moan about replacing them.
2: Well, he or, might he might change the trend. Trent he might move further forward yeah. he? as he gets older. and I mean older. I think mm. while he's still got his youthfulness and and his legs, I think you know we can be a, a bombing on right back. But th- there's there's a time in his career where he might start losing well, his legs, the, and then he can go and play in midfield where he's less dependent on. The, pace. There's an interest in money.
3: I saw it from a couple of weeks ago, and I assume it still stands because it was taken an average but if you look at where Trent's assists are coming from, they're pretty much in the same area that De Bruyne's getting his.
0: I've seen that as well, yeah. And which like, is
3: wild when you think about I mean, it. The fact that he, he, he is essentially a right fullback back. and he's playing, he's and he's affecting the game in those areas it's just wants to, to have the confidence as well. But the the, the cross for one album's goal, I only watched the back properly this morning. Is um it was it's Beckham. Does he feel it go out even, as well, doesn't he? Even the way he sets himself <laughs> because he's not even looking mm-hmm. in the box. He's almost his face is looking at the Beckham had this thing where he he, he was basically shoulders straight on to where to to, to 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 the goal, and he whips it and because he shoulders it in that position, he gets so much whip around the ball, it's just unreal. I,
2: I don't I don't want to take away from Trent here, but I think the fact that so many are preoccupied with Mo Salah really helps him, and and that that's that's credit to Salah and me not taking anything away. So going to make the most of it, though, of course, oh, absolutely, and the fact that. People have got to be so aware, well, fullbacks have got to be so aware of, of Salah's presence as a forward and trend. And because he's coming from deeper, he can either arrive later or whatnot. People are so preoccupied with what Salah's doing that it's a forward and trend. That little bit of that pocket of space where you'll yeah. see on a heat map or whatever where he's getting balls in, and that that's not going to go away. But the minute you're moving further forward is the minute you lose that because instead Salah would be tucked in or whatever. And then a fullback would be occupied by Trent. I think, I think it'd be the stupidest move we'd ever make to to move to move Trent. If you're running games from right back, and your your three forwards can then occupy the defenders, you've got a perfect win, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> and while he's getting these numbers, and, and you're saying they're into Bruny like positions, but maybe not as heavily marked then keep going until someone finds out a way to stop it. It's like
1: the Rafa small blanket thing, I isn't guess, it? It's yeah. like where you're throwing that blanket. So you, you might be throwing it on Salah or Firmino or, or Mane, but then but then the full-backs get the space. I, I and if you decide to mark the full-backs or, or try and stop the full-backs, then someone else has got yeah, space. Yeah. And, and it's like that that's the brilliance of Liverpool right now. That, There's so many That fets.
2: would be the way, I, if, I, if I was a manager, to try and, try and stop us, it would be to try and stop the the feed from the full So We do everything through the full-backs and the. I'm sure no Premier League managers are listening but I'm not trying to give the game away but that would be that would be how I would how I would start Trent, Trent and Robertson are so mm-hmm. integral so you, you sometimes see one team go well we'll try and stop Robertson but then you get Trent and then vice versa it's the same with Salah and Mane isn't it so yeah it's it's a perfect balance and you don't get that and I think it comes through selflessness through, through a lot of what we do in midfield as well so there's no you you see these mad teams of the years and stuff and you, you very rarely hear about our midfield spoken about and don't get me wrong, I don't think last night was their perfect game, but the, they facilitate yeah. the yeah. the two full backs and, and the three and the three forwards. And for and to be fair, one of the forwards is, is selfless as well as he for me, you know. But it just everything that's going on is it's, it's for the greater good of Liverpool where you see players like I use Pogba as an example where you can see that sometimes he wants the game to revolve around him. That that at Liverpool won't cut it. So when you see Liverpool linked with even Mbappe's and stuff, I'm not overly. As much as I'd love an Mbappe or Liverpool, I'd like. Well, could you come here and adapt to that mindset? Because mm. that's what you want. Yeah, I want. I want humility from whoever we buy, and I think that's what we've got in abundance. And, and also,
1: play like sticking to a system and mm. believing in a system because the buy-in and the belief across the board, Mike, is, is what's getting us what we've got. Like I heard something again, and I did it elsewhere on the BBC, but it was something on Radio Six this morning um, on La- on Laron Laverne's show. They have they have this like mathematician on and she just talks about maths in an mm. interesting way. And they were talking about footy, and they were talking about Liverpool, and they were talking about, I don't know if you've seen it, like I say, there is a piece kicking around somewhere on BBC play, it's really good, about the mathematicians behind the scenes that we all know about that they're there. But they're analysing every single move, every single pass, the areas that Liverpool score from, what what are threats. And they're just feeding that in to to the footy fellas, if you like, you know, to, to Linders, to Claw. And so all this stuff, you know, like the way we eventually force a goal, the way we do get goals, the areas we score goals from is fed by fact, you know, fed by this information. And so you've got to have that buy into the system and, you know, you might buy, like everyone, it's almost old school, isn't it? It's like the old, like when you were a kid and you were like, just buy all the best players, put all the best players in the best (laughs) positions and that's how you win. Well, we can't we if that was the game we don't win that because we haven't got as much money as some other clubs and things like that so what they've done is really really clever and really really good and again we've got to appreciate what we've got but not not just in terms of what we see on the pitch but the team offer as well
0: yeah the buy-ins the buy massive and it's everyone obviously buys into to the system we've got now because look at the, the previouss in the puddle, and look at the table if, if if no one bought in as much as they do I don't think we'd be as good as we are and it's, it's consistent now over two seasons three seasons he's never ever been beaten in a, a European tie at the moment yep. as things stand there were two legs never been knocked out you know we've got let's be honest let's go with a good team it'd be a hard test but you've got the most we'll confidence bring it your pricks yeah, it. <laughs> we've got the best confidence going forward I think the full backs the buying into it thing that they they lead it for me because Robertson signs and he's not played for a while he, he gets his game against Crystal Palace I think his debut and he, he does well but then no one sees him for a while and everyone's thinking, why, why? Mm. Uh, but because he's... the
2: same treatment as Firmino. Yeah, yeah. And
0: Firmino, uh, Fabino, sorry, we sign him and people are going, where's he? Why isn't he getting a game? Then when he gets a game, he becomes the best defensive midfielder in the world up to his injury. Like he was a bit ropey a few times when he came on, but when, once you've learned the system and you properly buy into it, you really get the rewards. And every player <laughs> who we've signed and Trent as well, he's a... He's a lad who's come through the academy, played midfield, mm. played all over the place. Now you're, you've been told, that there's right back, mate. That's what that's, mm-hmm. you've got to do. This, this, and this, mm. and there's where you've got to improve on your game." And they've got the attitudes, and it leads back into what we were saying before about the, the collective group not giving up. If they if they just nail like proper nail the positions down, nail all the movements down, that they, they're being told, you get these results. And it's credit to it's credit to Klopp who's. Not just a, uh, I'll do it my way sort of thing. He, he'll listen to Pep Linders, you know. He'll listen to Peter Krivats and all the all the people behind the scenes. This is what we need to do. This is these are the best numbers. He, he, you've heard him say it loads. I, I'm only good at my job when everyone else around me is good mm-hmm. at their job and making me better at mine. It's a process, isn't
3: it? I yeah. mean, it, you can see that now, and it it's become self perpetuating. So you, you believe in the process, and the process will bear out, and the results bear in the process. I was. So you don't get it right so many times by being lucky. Yeah. You look at the signings that we've made, you look at how we play, you look at how we set up. It's just unbelievable from Salah to Trent to Andy Robertson. And, you know, the, the off-the-pitch stuff is fascinating for me because I always hark back to, you know, if you, if you go back 10, 15 years, you'd have Ari Redknapp going, oh you know, with signings, if, if 30% of them stick, you're doing well. I think our hit rate on signings must be about 80-90%, at least moderately, if not extremely successful. Clock, yeah. mm-hmm. And that must stick out. As good as things are on the pitch, I think off the pitch, other teams must be looking at us going, how do we do this? You talk about money and signing the best players, you look at the the, the state that Manchester United have found themselves in and how much they've spent to get themselves in mm. that mess. And their chain, their attrition, but the players that have come, <laughs> that come in and out where they've spent 50, 60, 70 million in their wage bill. And it's just... I know we keep saying this, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this is the best time. Paul mentioned it earlier. This is the best time, and I think we need to savour it a little bit more. And I'm just... I can't wait to see what happens next. I can't see what... To, wait, to, I don't. I don't believe for one second anyone at Liverpool... Thinks this is the finished product. No, not, by long, no. Not, no. not by a long shot. Not by a long It's not
2: just even on the pitch, is it? I mean, I mean you, the benefits of longevity in, in terms of a manager and a shared vision, which is what we've. What we, but the results reinforce and everything. Uh, yeah, of doing. course they are. Yeah, and that's, this is why at board level, if, if Klopp says I want this, well, he can turn around. And, oh, listen, lads, I been be- I've been beaten once here in about fucking ten years or something, however yeah. long it is. Um, but it, it's the training ground. It's the new Anfield Road stand. It's the deal with Nike. It's it's becoming the biggest club in the world again and where we truly believe we could have always been but did we ever have a visionary did we ever have someone who was ever going to take it there I, there was always you know we had to, we had to go with Rafa but there was so much infighting between mm. fans between the owners and stuff like that it's harmonious it, it's the part of it being the best time is that even a, a grumble on the cop is, to, is is met with disdain from other fans he's like Lad, what are you yeah. doing you know, have, have a look around, and it's why we're talking about it now. That because this is, you know, as good as good as it gets. And the the only thing you could say is, I'm I'm saying it's as good as it gets, but I'm looking at things in the future going, well, that they're designed to make it better or at least keep it at this level. Whereas, Brendan Rodgers 1314 is probably the funnest season of my life. One that I'll, I'll always look back as enjoying the most, the most nights out but partly because we were a bit shit yeah. and it, it was, was unexpected. Built on, it's unexpected and it was built on sand and no one ever thought at the end of 13 14 despite us finishing second that we were going to go again mm. there wasn't there was nothing you, you lost Suarez there was no there was no way really he was ever going to stay he was too good for the club where now you look you look around europe you well, everyone everyone would like Sadio Mane but where where's he go Well that is mm. a step down from liverpool and you used to see these the only way down the only place from Liverpool is down that's bollocks. Look at Javier Mascarano, I one of the players I was most devastated to ever leave. When he left Barcelona, there was like some tweet that they put out about what he'd won there, and you go, Well, the only way down wasn't Liverpool, from Liverpool wasn't yeah. down, was it? It was it was up because he won all them titles in European Cups and that. Now, could be three European Cups and the Bounce Premier League champions, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it, it, the only way from Liverpool now was down, and that's that is why it's the but best that, time. That, that, I think that's why it's it's important to stay ahead and invest.
3: I was only talking to my me, me dad about this the other week. And you look at Liverpool and where, you know, we tried to trade on our history and our reputation. I mean, I, I still fight. So I'm referencing Man United and Arsenal. I remember 10, 15 years ago, everyone thought Arsenal was streets ahead of everyone and it it lasts forever. And they had this brilliant new stadium. This and new stuff, stadium, yeah. now it's now being bemoaned because it's not high. But Man United had the mega stores and the websites and Liverpool were the last... Team in the league to have their own official website, which I find absolutely crackers. But we were resting on our laurels a mm-hmm. little bit, and this is, goes back to not taking it for granted because this might not last forever, uh, because football inevitably moves in cycles, and we and need that, to stay with it. That's
1: why Virgil's tweet was great. I mean, it, it, it is the continual looking forward as well. I mean, it's you know, look, I'm me as a fan, and I'm not involved in the club, and this is probably why. But you know, like even like you know, it's really positive, Mike. Obviously, like we're all saying around the table. You know, I'm sitting there before and I'm thinking, okay, so we've got 79 points, 12 more points, that guarantees us the title. And then I was like, so hang on, we can win the league with 91 points, fuck's sake. You know, I'm starting to think about last season again, thinking 97 points and only one defeat, and it's not enough to win the bastard league. And we've we've won it this time, and it's all right. I don't need to keep on banging on about the past. You've got to look forward. And that's what, you you know, that's what the, the best sportsmen do. That's what the best. The best minds in the world do in general. They don't. They don't continually hark back to the past and be held down by that. They look forward. And you think about what Klopp said on his first day. He talked about exactly that. About harking back to the past, wearing the past as a backpack, and all that kind of stuff. We stopped doing that, or they have anyway the fans might still do it, there might still be people in the ground who still do it, but the players aren't doing it, the manager's not doing it, none of the staff are doing it, and what Andy's talking about, we don't need, like, yes, it's brilliant, we've won all these European Cups and all these titles, and it's all celebrated, and Shankly and Paisley and all the rest of it are celebrated around the ground, rightly so, it shows the standing of the club, but You've got to operate in the here and now. You've got to
0: compete in the here and now. And we're doing that, aren't we? He was, met, yeah, he was asked about his legacy, did they, Klopp? And I've mm. seen him say, look, that's not for me to say. This is for this is for me to look back at when I finish. He says, I'm, I'm by no stretch of the imagination that we've finished here yet. Last season was brilliant, wasn't it? Like, we've, got, we've all got the memories of last season. So have they. But their job, day in, day out, is to get up and do the same again today. Do the same again tomorrow. Do the same do again better. the day after. And yeah. keep doing it so we can still keep feeling these... It's just boss to be a part of, and and the fact that we don't think there's a look there's there's an end in there's an end to it somewhere along the line because football is cyc- like cyclical. As Andy mentioned, it's it goes in cycles. It will end at some point, but the, everyone's job <coughs> at the at the club at the moment is to keep it going for as long as possible. The likes of Harvey Elliott we signed there, you know, he's, he's probably one of the best young kids that everyone was chasing. He thought, you know what, I'm going to the pool because. Klopp is giving kids who are who are my level of football at the moment a chance, and then that'll be the, how I get better. So everything is perfectly in, a, in going in the right direction. And once everything's in the right direction, with anything, it, it's 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 hard to stop. And you can you can make mistakes along the way while you're still doing things in the right direction, and it's easier to carry them. You can't make mistakes when you are you know same with Paul mentioned before the 13-14 month the mis- we were never keeping Suarez. The mistake was not replacing properly. It feels to me if we did lose a player in this in this setup at the moment, we wouldn't sign Balotelli. No, no chance. <laughs> yeah, but
2: we've also got Alexis Sanchez now, and that that, that was yeah. that was what we were going for. That the, the 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 club now are looking. You see, there's there's no smoke without fire. Clearly, one one of Werner or Sancho is is on the radar mm. for the summer. But it could it could be both. Liverpool have started mm. to rebuild, I and mean, was the first. One way you think, well, with R. V. Elliott as well, is one way they're looking to the future and going, okay, well, Salah and Mane are this now, but how do we how do we keep this going? Is it through Vane? Is it through Sancho's? How how do we our front three is what we've built this team around. Well, we need one for the future and we need one at the top level. And while well our stock's super high as it is now, then we go and get the best young strikers in Europe and if if that ends up that we go and get both so even if one goes back to the, the pairing club for a year or something something why why can't Liverpool do that from this position of strength? Because I think we apologise sometimes. Like what would you do if we had all this talent? Well all, all my life I've looked at Bayern Munich and Real Madrid sides who've benches full of pure talent. Well don't apologise for that. That's what being top of the top of the pops is all about. Mm. You know you have eight, nine superstars that can't get in the team and and that's how it is, and that's how you become a team that doesn't just win one title. And if you look at what the Monday Night Football had been talking about last night, it's about winning three and four titles, and this yeah. is how you do it, it's through pure quality and also taking tough decisions. So if tw- at 28 or 29, that's when Liverpool decide to move on, Mo Salah, but it's because they've got Timo Werner knocking at the door, for example then sound as long as there's a plan, let's not get to a point where yeah. we're a year without and
1: we make do, because that's you won't win a title without your top class. Do you want to be the pantomime baddie now after all that good stuff? Ah,
2: it's not, it wouldn't be the first time. Are you, it, are you ready? Uh, I, I
1: just think we've got, to, we've got to bring it back to, to the match uh, last night, um, because we've done a lot of general Liverpool being boss chat there, uh, which, was, which was fantastic, by the way. But um, first half last night... Um, well, as soon as you see the team we've been talking about it in the build up saying this is Keita's big chance in midfield um, I thought he was quite bright initially but then faded quite badly and obviously he gets the hook and in terms of taking this particular chance, well well, he didn't did he and obviously we immediately see an impact from Oxlade-Chamberlain and a difference when he come on the pitch in that he's having a shot within seconds of coming on, he's carrying the ball within seconds of coming on and that sort of Positivity that he immediately brought lifted the crowd. Yeah. Um, and Kite said, I thought body language, not surprisingly, when he went off, he looked disappointed in mm. himself. Do you know what I mean? He knew where well, he should have there. been.
2: Um, because you're writing everything you're saying, Jordan Anderson's off for a couple of weeks. There's your opportunity, lots like, to establish establish yourself. He's definitely got the tools to do it. Um, we spoke about mentality monsters. I don't, I don't feel, I didn't feel last night he fell into that bracket, really. It was. Every time he touched the ball, it felt like he slowed us down. I, I cried for Naby Keiter at Atletico Madrid, and I couldn't believe he didn't see minutes. But the the problem with him was, I don't think Oxley chamberlain has been in the best form of his Liverpool career recently, but he comes on, and he makes such a huge difference no. that going to Watford at the weekend, you'd imagine there's only one choice who starts. And I think everyone who's a Liverpool fan wants wants the best for Naby Keiter, but when you're presented with opportunities like like has last night, where there's no Jordan Henderson, you've got to come in and shine. You've got an opportunity to against a team that's in the bottom three, um, and and he didn't do that, and it's it's disappointing because, as I said, he has got all the tools to be a yeah. top player. You know, he started having goals to his game. I think there's there's bits of scene that I really like, but you, you can't be. This Liverpool side doesn't accept nine out of ten one week, four out of ten the next. You've you've got to be consistent, and even if that's seven out of ten every week, then then fine. But you can't you can't have these peaks and troughs that, that he's having. His problem is his lows are very low at the moment. And it, it makes me, it does make me doubt his future, but it makes me more concerned that it'll never happen to, for him in terms of being the number one guy in midfield, like we all thought we were going to sign. Because truthfully, I don't think Coxley chamberlain should be getting a look in if Keita's playing his best. But that's not what we saw last night, far from it.
3: I've got a little bit of sympathy with him um, and the, there's a specific specific instant in the game where I've got it I mean I, I think you saw what he's good at in the build up to Liverpool's first goal um, and I think when he's playing well he's got his tail up everything just comes naturally I think if he has a bad 10 or 15 it weighs on him a little bit mm. and then mm. he, and he tends to slow it down and he kind of doubts himself and I, that can, and I also think he, he could be a little bit stronger which is mad because he's been here for a couple of years and the, the, the specific incident I'm referring to was about 30 set up, maybe even 20 seconds before West Ham scored the second there was a 50-50 aim right on the left to the left of the centre circle if you look at the cup I'm not saying he should have gone in two foot or anything like that but <clears throat> he never looked he was kind of leaning back when he went in I haven't seen it back on the telly but you know when you can tell before a challenge is made who's going to win and who mm-hmm. isn't and who looks confident making that and he kind of ducked it a little bit uh, for whatever reason and then in the same passage you play West Ham end up scoring and I think it was a reactive. Jeger might have been thinking about making a substitution anyway. I mean, I've but, never
2: seen them move so fast to make a substitution.
3: But, mm-hmm. No, but I think. He, but I think that might have nailed who he was going to mm. bring off because sometimes, as much as one and it's all hearts and flowers, and aren't we, great? Sometimes you need the stick as well as the carrot And to me, that was like, look, like you've got to, you've got to sort this out. Just and even if even if a sense of he comes off, puts his arm around him, and goes, just back yourself a little bit more, lad. Mm. 'Cause he's definitely as you said, he's definitely got the ability. And there's a player in there. That's what's most it? It's harnessing hard,
2: that. It's it's when they've got the ability that annoys you most. Yeah. So sometimes you can get behind footballers with all effort. But
3: I don't think it's lack of effort yeah. though. I think no. yeah. it, I, I no, don't think it's lack of effort.
1: Lack it's not lack of effort. I mean I've got his stats in front of me for last night. You won the ball back quite a few times, didn't you? Yeah. Right. Exactly, Mike. And and you know, but what you want from Naby Keita is goals, is assists, is a moment of magic, and that's what he's in the side for, really. And like, you know, when I seen him so far, as far forward as he was early on, I thought, here we go, we'll see the Naby Keita show here. And then it just never it never turned out that way. But you know, like I say, you look at his you look at his stats on the night, uh, fifty one touches, thirty five Uh, accurate passes, which is 89% of the passes, he he tried, two of those were key passes Uh, no shots though, obviously no assist as I say, but he won he won 8 of his 12 ground duels, and he won his only aerial duel, so he was winning the ball he put 5 tackles in as well which is is a, a fair amount in a game, it doesn't sound a lot, but when you compare it to everyone else, it's a fair amount so he was definitely grafting, he was definitely trying, just the the stardust wasn't there. And when you paid £52 million for a midfielder, you're expecting some stardust, aren't you?
0: Yeah. I, I feel sorry for him, to be honest, because he, he he was starting to put a run together, wasn't he? Him and Salah linked up well, the Bournemouth yeah. away game. yeah, And then he gets injured again. It's, it's just a lack of consistency in, in fitness and performance. That's probably his confidence. And football is a confidence game. People play well. You can take confidence from it, you'll play well again. He needs all three of the consistency... You know the confidence and the fitness to to make a a player that we all expected and and thought we were getting and undoubtedly will be a really good player if if, it, if it's all there. I think I have seen um, David Lynch was t- uh, done a, done a piece saying that he, yeah, got Pelters for that. yeah, <laughs> he, but up pay 90 minutes when he played he you know he's he's ahead in the XG this and like he's making more key passes yeah, but that's that's a small sample size of 90 minutes to likes of Henderson, Wijnaldum. You know, even Chamberlain points at this season. Chamberlain's probably got more, feels like anybody, Chamberlain's got more minutes on the pitch than Cater. He He's, he's, he's obviously a good footballer. I think he just needs to do it often and, and, and repetitive just so he can build his own confidence up and, and, and the team can get confidence in him. He's obviously, look, they obviously trust him because he, he clock lashed him in loads and he, he, he backs him. He just wants, I think Andy's spot on. He needs to back himself, Cater mm. more. I
2: think what you did see though was everything that you thought you know you can back it up with stats all you like watch, watch the football match as soon as mm-hmm. obviously Chamber comes on you get everything that oh, was missing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just was just more it? Direct, isn't it yeah. Well, that but it was it was will to win, it was drive, yeah. it was energy, it was everything that game needed in the midfield that was missing. He came on and, and gave us. No
1: one that you should do that. Yeah, as well, yeah.
2: Isn't it? yeah. And it, he's he's probably sat there for the fifty-five, sixty minutes and he sat on the bench going, "Fine, oh, no, well, there's a chance for me. If you're mm. gonna if you're gonna perform like that, then here's here's mm-hmm. my chance." And he absolutely took it. And listen, it could be the reverse conversation come Saturday that Oxlade-Chamberlain starts, doesn't take his chance. Keiter comes off the bench and, and does all the bits. And this is not by no way, I me mean, writing Naby Keiter off, but sometimes opportunities are presented to footballers that they have to take. He has to take them more often, I would say. Just
3: on, on the game, um, can anyone answer me this question? What's it going to take for a referee to send oh. off an opposition player at Anfield?
0: And Mark Noble doesn't get booked in the first half and literally sipping wine like, up. No, mm. yeah, and
3: then when he when he then drives Oxide Chamberlain and yeah. thing back,
0: and then he, can, mean, he makes a tackle in the first, in the second half that he can't make it. He's booked for the wine tackle, basically. It's absolutely really
3: ridiculous. Yeah. John Moss is a fucking disgrace, and I know we won in the end. and I would be saying this if we lost. It's an absolute disgrace. He can't keep up with the play. He's a useless sack of shit. It's that performance <laughs> was an absolute fucking shit show. I, I I'm, it actually took like. All right, it didn't take away the fact that the joy from winning, but it just seems to be this pattern developing where Liverpool can't get a penalty. Man United have more; I think double the amount of penalties in Liverpool this year. Man United
0: have had twenty percent, twenty seven. How, how, how
3: many? How many times has Mo Salah be stood in the box and someone's literally pulling him down yeah. before anyone before anyone stops? And the thing going on with Salah is similar to the thing that went on with Suarez when one season he couldn't get any penalties and then once once re, one yeah, well, referee Suarez gave one, gets a pen, yeah. he was getting them every week. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know whether I've, I've viewed this wrong, but
2: I, I think it was an absolute shit show from John Moss. I, I, t- I just think the general standard of the refereeing in the Premier League isn't good enough. You were talking about the greatest football product in the world, and the, and the referees are just not up to it. So I don't I don't know if this is a training thing or what. we've we've got St George's Park there. What what's, what's going on there? Because all I ever hear is uh, of uh, big business conferences going on there and stuff, and not a lot of football. Yeah. So I'd like I'd like to see if the Premier League and there's more money needed in grassroots football right, and there's and a shortage of referees anyway, get some money into referees and get the standards of them Right,
3: Right, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd, to me, <clears throat> I think John Moss refereed that like he wanted the game to be a story. And we see more and more of that. Like, you know, let, let's keep it interesting. Because West Ham were getting, I'm not saying he should be
2: fair and balanced, but we, were, I would argue that West Ham got more of the 50-50 decisions go their way. Damn, I think they're so desperate to not to be perceived as a homer that they're actually anti homer yeah. yeah. the 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 job of the referees to be impartial um and it's normally the top teams that feel the benefits of this, but I do feel at Anfield this season, and because we're winning every week, and it's as, like as Andy logical,
1: says, is this a logical study which I always wonder about? This crowd's referees, not going to get to me, you know. Yeah, how many of the referees know? No, I know about it, and I'm just a footy fan. But and a study was done, and it was like you know the crowd has influenced the referees at Anfield mm-hmm. because that was just where the that was the, the ground they used, and I always wonder is that in the ads of referees, and how many is it in the ads of like it? I'm above that almost. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I'm going like, exactly what you just said almost psychologically, even deep down, almost unknowing, are they like, I'm gonna be tough today, I'm gonna show that I'm not influenced by the answer So it's that, even when you it?
2: when the soft decision comes, it's it's often not given in our favour. The one where, you know, I think if it was a mid table clash, you maybe get it or whatnot. I, I feel like it's got to a point where now they're almost trying to prove a point so much that they're not pro Liverpool that that they become an anti. Yeah. Um so I, I think my general point still stands. I don't think the referee in, in this country is, is good enough. We've seen the like the only decent referee we had, really, maybe bar Oliver in Bay. go. Um, and I know we, we've always joked about him being a red and stuff like that, but he was clearly the best referee in the Premier League. He goes, he goes to Saudi Arabia. Do you think if it means easy? paying more, if it means, I, I don't know, making refereeing a more lucrative career, maybe on par with... What what the Premier? Not not necessarily what the footballers are, but more more relative to it. They need to be fitter. The standards of fitness need. But to I think you'll be get better. that through almost, even if acad- academy prospects are coming through. Or well, okay, you've got no career in football. Let's bang them into refereeing people who mm-hmm. who've played football at a reasonable professional level, knows how to talk and address dressing remote, knows how to talk to footballers. Get get them There's the thing though,
1: isn't he um, on this? I mean, like. we're I'll move on in a second, but there is a thing on about like who wants to be a referee. Mm. I mean, you go I'm sorry for back...
2: turning this that
3: way. Now it's just... all right,
1: but you go all the way back to like your own childhood. It's mm. like you know, like imagine someone you knock around. But, but that's why there's got to like, be you know, an incentive, isn't yeah. it? But it, there's like a, there's almost a stigma around, it, not it? Like you know, like what, the goons and the gonks. They're the people that go and be a referee. It's not, you know, it's not a cool thing to do, is no, it? No,
2: definitely, do, definitely not. And it, you know, the lad who was the referee was quite often a at, at fo- at school or whatever was the worst footballer out of the other twenty-two mm-hmm. people playing yeah. vo- football. But as as I say, like I think if if we're talking about this great Premier League product, which it is, the referee has got a match.
1: Yeah. Mike, I just want to turn it back to uh, we got Watford at the weekend and what we saw there, we, we've, we've basically said, and we said at the top and we said all the way through that this is a victory almost borne out by, by will rather than, you know, a great display of football. There was bits and bobs, don't get me wrong, and they've shown the quality at times and all that and they've shown this will right the way through the season. But are there any concerns there at all, Mike, about what we saw against Atletico and last night just in terms of the rhythm being disrupted a little bit and it not quite being what it should be in terms of pace of build up, in terms of aggression, that kind of thing.
0: I don't think it'd be normal if you weren't concerned about the way the way it, it sort of pans out in them two games in particular. at Let's go and, and West Ham, but I think you've got to have all the confidence in the in the players coming out, Trent saying that you know we need to be better than set pieces. Van Zijl, they they're not they're not soft. They all know that the this this thing of of set pieces now. Can easily become a narrative and, and things for teams to hang their hat on, like they did for so many years before. And before the Atletico game, you know, it's it's one hundred. I think the stat was one hundred and twenty corners faced, one goal conceded. And the Atletico ones, a, it's a it's a second ball from a corner. Last night was a, was a, like a, just a straight to the ops head, and he scores. And you, you can sort of pick the bones out of it and say, Alison, he gets a strong answer. It we'll probably be disappointed, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's now become a thing where what Wofford will be sitting there going, "I tell you what." You know, West Ham've got two goals there against the pool last night. <laughs> we're a big side. We're going to get corners, we're going to get set pieces. And you know it's nothing new because that's that's what teams will have been we're, we're so good that teams will be thinking that. Anyway, it's just that as a fan you will start to be a bit more concerned and I th- I think the players themselves now will be okay. We haven't been great since we've come back at this aspect of the game. Let's fix that. Let's let's be more positive. Let's go forward and 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 eradicate this from our game and and the opponents from having any chance of thinking that that's the where our weakness is. And what Watford will be tough will um, I mean, well,
2: I mean, I think the, only the, if we let it. To be honest with you, the, I mean, they're in the bottom three. We're, we've lapped them. better, than We've, we've lapped them a number were, of times. That. Yeah, definitely. But I, I was watching Match of the day, the weekend. The results haven't been good. Mm. Uh, Watford did. They, they, they were definitely better than they were under Javier Javier Gratier and Kike Sanchez Flores, but they're still not getting results and I think if Liverpool turn up and do the business the way that I would fully expect them to, there'll be absolutely no contest no contest. Um that that being said, the the set pieces thing is just something that will worry me slightly going into it. But if they haven't got the ball, they won't be able to score. So uh I quite fancy the Reds to uh, steamroll them at the weekend.
1: Oh, we just need uh, we just need Virgil to slap us after on, don't we, uh, Andy? Because <laughs> Troy is always distracted by that, <laughs> isn't he? Well, if, if only it was that simple. Yeah, did, did you ever get that bottle of aftershave for Crimbo? No, I mean, he never told me, did he, in that interview? I asked him what it was, and he didn't give away his secrets, did he, virtually? Yeah. He just sort of said, oh, you know, you know, look after yourself and spray something nice, and he never said what it was, I and I was th- like, lad. I think, um, <laughs> seriously, though,
3: um, and funny enough, I only seen Bogdan was on the bench for, I think it's Hibs, yesterday. Funny his name's coming up because he was in goal. Well, in that game at uh, Vicarage Road, when we did get bullied, when we did get bullied, mm. yeah. uh, and I think it's a testament to how far we've come. If you want to see a benchmark of what, what where to think we've think come from, we it? sorry, it's mad
2: to think that's underclock.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I forgot all about who played in goal. I say, you know,
2: well, it, it, it
3: was it was definitely Adam Bogdan. Mm. Um, just how far we've come. Isn't that the character mm. podcast
1: as well? Where where, where post match, you know, like the next day, me and Neil had a, a, a had a debate um, fair but, to say about ca- about character well, and whether that counted or not. But if you
3: remember, I mean, it, it's it's funny now looking back at Dini's Deenies about Van Dijk because there is quotes around the time at Liverpool and he stung. Remember we were all quite affronted at the time when he, I think he was, he was talking about scale, and he said, "Oh yeah, I no, will love playing against the bull. You can bully them,"
1: mm.
3: and that it's turned that full circle. He go. said that
1: about Arsenal as well, didn't he? Not yeah. having bollocks, and, and now you know we are we're definitely not bullies. We've definitely got bollocks. We're top of the league. We're going to win the league. We've got the European Cup to come. Exactly. Atletico, welcome to Anfield. Great times to be a red. Uh, great show. Well, in boys, uh, that, that was the Anfield Wrap, Sponsored by The Athletic in this circumstance. Uh, get on that because it is good. Uh, loads of good long reads, about 40. Good stuff on there all the time, not just from the Liverpool correspondent, but in general. So check it out if you haven't done already. Uh, yeah, that has been the Anfield Wrap, Up the fucking reds.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.